You're listening to Little Girl Dreams, a podcast by Chelsea Reed. Join me to talk about the disability and the support from family, friends, and the rehabilitation team. It's Chelsea Reed here, and today I have a fellow um, victim, stroke victim here with me today. Um, so thank you so much for being here, and can you please introduce yourself? Hi, Chelsea. Um, my name is Sarah Sheehan, uh, and I'm from Cairns. Oh, yeah. Yep. Queensland. Um, so tell me about um, leading up to your stroke. Okay. Um, so I was, I had a baby. <laughs> I, I um, chose to have a, a baby through IVF with a yep. donor because I found myself single in my late 30s <laughs> um, and knew that I really wanted to be a mum. So, yeah. um, so going through IVF was uh, a really huge deal yep. um, but resulted in my beautiful little Stevie, little yep. girl. Um, so Stevie was born in February last year. Um, yep. Her birth date is 2002, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool birthday. Um, but, yeah, I had, you know, an uncomplicated birth, uh, delivered Stevie by, by um, cesarean section for oh, yeah. your reasons. Um, but, um, yeah, things were good. We were um, we were in hospital for a little while. Um, Days or, like, weeks? Uh, we were... Uh, in hospital for about five days recovering from the cesarean Um, and then I brought Stevie home to my parents place where we were going to stay um, for the initial sort of time Mm -hmm. Um, and two days after we got out of hospital when Stevie was six days old um, I had a stroke yep so um, yeah that came out of nowhere um, I had no risk factors. I was healthy. Um, yep. And, yeah, so. So no leading up to um, having a birth, no um, factors, no like. Yeah, no, no high blood pressure that I know that, you know, there are women who have um, preeclampsia, things like that that can cause strokes, but I didn't have anything that um indicated that I might be a candidate for stroke um, yeah so women are more likely to have strokes um during pregnancy or after childbirth yeah but it's still very very rare for that to happen yeah. um yeah it's just so weird because it's like I would when you message me like last week and it's just like how like how (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think it's like uh, what you experienced you were so young it it, strokes happened to old people and yeah and that was you know I was I never in a million years thought I didn't know about postpartum strokes before I had one Um, oh I haven't heard that yeah so yeah so what kind of stroke did you have? I had, so it was on my left side. So it yep. was um, 
on uh, a clot. A clot. Um, and it was on, yeah, in my parietal lobe, which is kind of my communication sort of lobe. Yep. Um, so uh, it affected my my speech. Yep. Um, it. I have weakness on my right side. Uh, you know, some fine motor stuff with my hand. Um, some a lot of fatigue, burning sort of yep. sensations on my right side, um, and numbness and things like that. Yeah. Um, so similar. Similar so, areas to you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And you said that you have aphasia. Hmm. So, what um, were you communicating the first day? Like, did you have badly? I, yeah. So I couldn't communicate at all for the first. Well, definitely the first day. Um, yeah. I like you. I I just remember thinking. You know, I was, it's, it's sort of this blurry, my, my symptoms sort of came hard and fast. I didn't have a chance to say. Did you I, know, okay, I'm having a stroke? I never, I didn't know what it was, but I knew it yeah. was really bad. Um, yeah. But I, I came into the room, my mum was folding washing and Stevie yeah. was in her bassinet and I just had a shower and I walked in and all I got out was I feel and mum said I started patting my chest. Um, and then from then I was unresponsive. She was able to lay me down, call the ambulance. Yep. And then I wasn't able to follow commands or respond. Yep. I think I was coming out with gibberish. Um, <laughs> and um, I remember, you know, it, it was terrifying. Um, and I had this little newborn baby, six-day baby, that I was sort of leaving behind as I was, going into the ambulance um but when I was in ED and you know had specialists all around me and whatever I remember them holding up a pen and going Sarah what's this and I'm saying in my head I'm going it's a pen (laughs) (laughs) nothing was coming out and and that was terrifying because I remember thinking, oh, no, this is really bad. They don't know that I know what's going on, but am I going to be trapped inside my mind forever because I can't yeah. speak? Um, yeah. So eventually, you know, I, word, words started to come back. Um, yeah. I couldn't say Stevie for, for yeah, a that. while and I called her seaweed. kiwi that must have been the closest I could get to um and they're still her nicknames um but uh yeah so it I had intensive speech therapy um for eight months daily and eight months yeah and I still do speech therapy every week I have a session every week 18 months on and then I do home practice every night so while my yourself or uh, I do it by myself, yeah, because yeah. Um, I live most of the time. Stevie and I share time living with my mum and dad and also living at our place. But, um, yeah, I do the home practice and whilst my obviously my fluency now is really quite good for conversations yeah. and stuff, I still have those 
invisible parts of aphasia where yeah you know they uh, said um numbers numbers yeah so in my head I'll see you know a price tag and it will say three dollars fifty but if yep. someone says oh how much does that cost I'll go oh it's six dollars <laughs> <laughs> well I'll say it's six dollars twenty five and then I'll go how did that come out of my mouth I knew that it was three dollars fifty but yep. like random stuff just comes out yeah um, and, and I'm the same, even like the phone numbers, like I can dial the phone number. Yeah. But I can't tell you how, like what yeah. like, the number is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really weird. It just blows you away. And I think that's the, you know, people kind of don't realise that aphasia isn't a loss of intelligence. People yeah. People still have their same, you know, cognitively they're still the same intelligence yeah. but, it, but the what comes out of your mouth something yeah. breaks down a little bit um as it comes out of your mouth and um so I yeah I have issues with that saying like, opposites so I'll often say hot instead of cold <laughs> yes instead of no that can really change the context <laughs> yeah even I was like driving it's just like turn right and it's just like you turned right. It's just like, yes. It's like you turned left. <laughs> I remember the first phone call I had to make, um, sort of, I, I challenged myself to make a phone call. Yeah. It was during coronavirus and I rang my obstetrician's office and the first thing they did was ask me all the coronavirus questions. Oh, yeah. I should have passed with flying colours because I didn't you know, hadn't been anywhere. And she was like, have you been overseas? And I said, yes. And she got confused. And then she said, are you unwell? And I was like, yes. And and I'm trying to say, no, no, no. no. And I had to like hand the phone to my mum to finish the conversation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you make phone calls often? Like, Yeah, now I do. Um, Yeah, I I, I do now. I do... um, if they're really complicated phone calls because I do have some issues with auditory processing and things like yeah. that, I might get support um, just on someone beside me to to help with that. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm getting better at telling people, you know, I need you to slow down or you need yeah. to wait while I read this number so I get it right. And yeah. Um, Did you just yeah. say... I have aphasia or do you say I have problems speaking or I feel like most people don't know what a aphasia is. That is it. It's just like yeah. I have aphasia is like what? <laughs> yeah, so I generally just say I've had a stroke, I've got issues with communication. Can you just yep. yeah, break things down for me or yeah. Yep. That's good, Bob. Mm. Um and so yeah. So what are your um physical impairments? Um, I, I was really lucky that I could walk after my stroke. So that okay, was, yeah. that was, you know, really good. Um, I have, uh, yeah, right side weakness, um, and issues with my, using my hand. So I'm, um, uh, yeah. So for example, um, cooking and like chopping up the veggies. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, my, I've worked a lot on it. So my, my strength is improving. Um, but yeah, I do find some things difficult, particularly where I can't see 
my hand, like if I'm doing something behind my back or my hand is in a bag, I can't, um, I have issues with that. Really? Yeah. Um, it's like you need visual, for me, I need visual feedback as to where my yep. hand is. But um, you can feel it. Can I feel? Yeah, you're, you can feel your hand, like. Yeah, I kind of feel like I've got two left hands at the moment. Like really? <laughs> my right hand's affected, which was my dominant hand. Um, but I, I just feel really uncoordinated with it. Um, but yeah. I, I, I manage um, to use it. You know, I do my best. I like the OTs always tell you, don't use your left hand, constantly use your right hand to try and yeah. get back. So there's stuff that ha- has improved because I constantly use my right hand. Yeah. Um, I had, so I had some really bad pain which felt like electric shocks when I, for the first month or so after the, the stroke, when I was breastfeeding my daughter on my right side. I was going to ask you that, yeah. Yeah, so I was really lucky that I remember being in ED and thinking and I could hear um, my dad and my friends had brought Stevie in to ED Um, And I could hear her screaming and I was thinking, oh, God, like I need to tell someone that I need to feed this baby. And um, obviously my mum had said to the nurses, this baby needs to be fed. And I called a a lactation consultant down and were able to, I couldn't hold Stevie at that point, um, but they actually allowed Stevie to breastfeed from me they held her oh wow um so I was was gonna ask you that because it's like I had so many um pills after my Mm -hmm. strokes it's like does you like breastfeed or yeah they they had to be really careful I don't think they were able to give me any of the clot busting medication because I had a cesarean section and and because I was breastfeeding as well um so all I had I think was aspirin and um so yeah I was able to continue to breastfeed the the whole time um and I had so much support from I had a 24-hour midwife assigned me in the stroke unit which was Absolutely. So you went to the hospital with Stevie as well to like? Yeah. So when she was in, um, she came into ED with my dad and yep. um, some friends and she, yeah, she stayed with me from that point and oh, wow. they gave us our own like isolation room, which was yep. kind of next to the stroke ward. Yep. Um, and they gave us a 24-hour midwife yeah. and... I probably had more support than any new mother has with learning to breastfeed and stuff because I had, yeah, so much support. They allowed my mum to stay as well in the room, which was amazing because I don't have a partner and, um, you know, first-time mum having had a stroke. um, They they allowed my mum to stay as well. So, yeah. yeah, Stevie was able to stay with me the whole time. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. You said you got support. 
Mm. So your family, Mm. um, how long do you, how long did you stay at the hospital? So, yeah, it was, my situation was pretty unique. Um, They, so I had my stroke around the time that coronavirus was starting in Australia and the hospital was starting to plan for um, where they were going to put people. I was obviously in an isolation room with its own, you know, air conditioning and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And and it was also freezing. Um, And they, I should have been in hospital for about, I think it was about a month, Um, but they obviously having a newborn baby in the stroke unit isn't ideal. Um, So I think there was a lot of deliberation between the care teams about how long I should stay in hospital, but they cut every bit of red tape that they could to get me out of hospital within a week. And then they sent all the therapy to my parents' place instead of being in hospital. So that was amazing. It was amazing to, to have that sort of support. Like I can't say enough good things about the Cairns Stroke Unit. Yeah, they just went above and beyond to to make things comfortable and you know in your home as well. In yeah, yeah, and everyone just came to me. So um, perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, perfect. I didn't have to stay in the Stroke Unit for for as long as most people have to stay. Yeah, especially like like you got a kid like Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure all those oldies don't want a newborn baby waking them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so have you got any difficulties with her child like with sorry. Have you got any difficulties with Steve? Stevie? Mm-hmm. Like have you um difficulties lifting up and like playing with her and like um communication yeah um so initially I was really worried about her development um yeah I couldn't speak um and I yeah I had a a lot of fear about what that would mean for her um yeah and my first goal was to get to the end of the year and be able to read a children's book. Um, yeah. I was, you know, which was part of my therapy and I, what I did constantly with her was read, read, read. Um, yeah. And, you know, now that's no issue other than me mixing up my words sometimes and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and she's like a little parrot. She does not shut up. So that is <laughs> sometimes I tell her the wrong thing because of my opposites and yeah yeah. like I'll say get get down get up instead of get down and she'll kind of look at me like you know how do I do that (laughs) um but yeah I think the biggest thing I mean I've managed with my my strength and stuff like that but it's the fatigue and that that's hard. Um, did you do you have a sleep every day? Yeah, I do, and I make sure that I do that while she's having sleep. So yeah, right. Um, yeah, fortunately, someone looked after me, but she was a really good sleeper from really early on, which yeah. was amazing because I was so fatigued. Um, yeah, and she still she still is. So 
yeah, when she goes down for her nap, I go down for my nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, do you get up in the middle of the night to feed? Uh, no, so I don't feed her anymore. Um, yeah. She's she's 18 months now, so she's turning no, into but a- when you, like, a year ago, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So when, when I first got out of hospital, she actually stayed um, – in my parents' room for the first month yeah. um, and they would bring her to me to feed um, at night. Um, and then, yeah, after that she started sleeping through. So I was kind of lucky that I just had to get up early in the morning and, and feed her and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, the fatigue part of it, she's trying to get into the door, that's why. <laughs> can hear her um she the fatigue part of it has been hard um and but in some ways having a baby has been the best therapy for um I had to you know I kind of couldn't sit around and which is hard because you need to sit around and recover after a stroke yeah I know I know um I probably I had to, I had to change her. I had to like little things like press studs in her clothes, like yeah. using my hand constantly. Um, Did you change his nap, the nappies? Yeah, yeah, change the nappies, which could be a bit messy at the start with my yeah. coordination of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but those sorts of things, you know, like that stroke recovery where you're just doing things over and over and over. Yeah. Now I'm, you know, like I'm. I'm really good with that stuff. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, having a baby was just the ultimate therapy, really, rehab. Yeah. Because, like, I want to get pregnant, but it's just, like, so scary for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. my boyfriend goes to work, I was just, like, if, if I had to sleep, like, if, like, exactly. I can't change the nappy, like. Yeah. My hand is so, like, I can't use my hand. Yeah. Well, I can use kind of, but not really, like, so yeah. I've got to adapt myself. Yeah, and I think you will find ways to adapt, and I think it sounds like you have a lot of support around you as well. So I yeah. think, um, yeah, you'll have you'll have a lot of support if you choose to do that. But I think it's it's hard, like the fatigue yeah. part of it is hard and obviously I don't have the same sort of hand issues that you do, but um, it can be done. Yeah. yeah. What's the, like, um, main problem? Is it fatigued? Is it um, physical or is it, like, aphasia? What one? Is it, like, main one? For me with Stevie or for me yeah for stevie for stevie uh fatigue probably like she probably can't see the communication issues as much um and stevie know that you had a stroke like no she's that'll be stories that i tell her when she (laughs) gets older Uh, her existence has been like you know, I've been in therapy the whole time she's been in. Yeah. She's existed. So 
I think it's totally normal for her to, yeah, see lots of people around, therapists, that sort of thing. That's Um, good, Mark. Yeah, yeah. And are you working? No. So I'm I'm not, I'm still off work at the moment. Um, Doing what? I, so I worked for a government department when I was a manager there in housing and homelessness. But a lot of my role, I had a journalism background. Um, So a lot of my, the the work that my teams do is really high level writing and um, speaking and stuff like that sort of stuff. Um. And that is challenging for me at the moment and I'm still getting um, lots of therapy with the hope of going back to work. But at the moment, yeah, um, yeah, I've been off work for 18 months, which I would have been off work for a year anyway, having Stevie, but it's been, yeah, six months has passed since I would have had to go back. So, yeah, Yeah. I still have. Do you read like a newspaper or...? Yeah, so reading in my head is absolutely fine. Like oh, I, yeah? I can, what about writing? Uh, things get jumbled. Yeah. But I can usually, with editing, see my mistakes and fix them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's that thing. Reading out loud is an issue because I yeah. <laughs> things back to front. Um, but, yeah, reading in my head is fine. So, yeah, it just things take at work. I had to prepare things really quickly, like documents, yeah. notes, media requests, that sort of stuff. And, yeah. And so that's going to be a challenge for me and I, I need to, yeah, keep doing more therapy. Yeah. Even me, it's just like before my stroke I was like, quickly 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 yeah like slow down (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's hard when you're that sort of when you're used to working or being that sort of person it yeah yeah it's something that you have to kind of realize is your new sort of normal and yeah yeah it's yeah just out of curiosity what so were you how old were you when you had your stroke 22 22 did you find out why you had a stroke I still don't know so many things like I had um a pill Mm -hmm. and the same time I had a pill I had antidepressants Mm -hmm. and I up my dosage to 50 meals every day Mm-hmm. And then the doctor said you can cut down to 20 meals. Yeah. And then I did it for two weeks, but I accidentally had 50 meals for a week. Ah. So it's, I ch- chopped and changed and chopped and changed. And then I um, switched over a different pill. Like it's, it's all over the shop. Mm. And then... I had a stroke and then I found out as well I have a hole in my heart. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, who, like, again, who knows? Like, yeah, wow. Yeah. But your doctor said you had a um, birth and that's, you can't do it again. Yeah. So, um, they checked me for holes in my heart, all that sort of yeah. thing. They still can't find a reason. 
um, or why I had a stroke. But other than pregnancy, childbirth, and they just can't, they can't say how it happened or why yeah. happened or anything like that. But because they can't find a clause, they've told me that it's too high risk for me to have another pregnancy, um, which is devastating for me because I yeah. I wanted so badly to have a, a sibling for Stevie. Um, yeah. But I'm so grateful that yeah. I have her. Um, but, yeah, I, I do know another girl in Cairns that had another pregnancy. She had a, a stroke during pregnancy when she was oh, eight, wow. eight weeks pregnant and she had a hole in her heart and yeah. once that hole in her heart was fixed, she was able to have a third baby. So she's just oh, really? a boy. Um, so everyone's situation is so it's different. So different. Um, yeah. yeah, but unfortunately because they can't work out, they can't manage the risk for me because they don't know what the actual you know cause was. So Yeah. I think all the neuro doctors is like, maybe it's that or maybe it's other things. Like it yeah. like Yeah. Yeah. So um well thank you so much for being here and listening to me ramble on. (laughs) (laughs) It was a pleasure. And um, yeah, it's really nice to meet you. Like, yeah. really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you want to keep in touch, or I've got your phone number. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Call me if you if you have questions about, you know, babies. And yeah, how you can manage. There's, you know, there would be, there would be, I don't know, OTs would have deal with this sort of stuff and probably be able to there might be some stuff that you can help with nappies and you know like yeah yeah it's probably something that yeah yeah (laughs) I saw a mum recently that I don't think she had any limbs and she was looking after a little baby so yeah it's like oh what's the surfer's name who lost his leg her arm Um, oh yeah yeah, I know who I you mean. her name, but she had no one arm and she changed the nappies. It's like, yeah, what? Exactly. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm brave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, thank you so much and I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Okay, thanks, Bye. Chelsea. Bye.